0: Welcome to the Backports Talk podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason.
1: This your co-host, Danny. And fans, we
0: got a full show for you today. A little March Madness, a little bit of NBA. Interesting Formula 1 discussions, and then we have an interesting trading card scenario for you. But first, March Madness, Danny. Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, and Villanova. I did not I did not have them in my Final Four bracket. I had Kansas. Mm-hmm. in there but the rest of the teams I did not have so this is going to be interesting uh, match up here uh, Duke versus North Carolina a huge rivalry uh, great game an awesome game a back and forth game that man will go down uh, in history mm-hmm. uh, and North Carolina actually prevailed and man this true back and forth Coach K's last game, he's had a stellar career, all-time winningest coach in NCAA history. Man, he just had uh, an awesome, awesome run uh, out of here. And congratulations to him. Congratulations to the Duke Blue Devils for making the uh, Final Four and having uh, an awesome team in which I think a few of them are going to right to the pros <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and everything. But nonetheless, uh, this is an awesome back-and-forth game in North Carolina with uh, Baycott down low, uh, getting injured there uh, towards the tail end of the game. Yeah. Uh, but he came back in and, and really stepped up. And, man, Caleb Love just had an awesome game in the second half. Ended up with 28 points, four rebounds, and an assist. Uh, But here again, North Carolina went ahead and prevailed 81 77. And they move on to the national title game. What say you, Danny?
1: Yeah, Jay, I want to give a shout out to my bracket. I had three of the final four Duke, I had Duke and Kansas actually in the final. So that Duke, Kansas, or Duke, North Carolina game hurt me. But uh, man, that game was epic. You couldn't ask for a better game between Duke and North Carolina. And the love kid. That Whew. hey man, I watched him that UCLA game. He's been balling all tournament. Been Let's been not get that all twisted. Tournament. All that's, tournament. He is a second half player. Yeah. I don't know is. what it is. I know in that UCLA game, he said he switched his shoes. Or he went from <laughs> He had three in the first half. He ended up with 27 or something in the second half against UCLA to get them to move them forward. But, man, he was hitting big shot after big mm-hmm. shot. Mm-hmm. And he was he was not shy
0: of pulling Not at all. Not at all.
1: And he is the one that won that game for him because he doesn't hit those shots. I think Duke has that game. Mm -hmm. Duke missed some key free throws and I think they ended up being 12 for 20 or somewhere in there. It's about 60%. So that hurt them, especially in the clutch because the big man Williams missed those two free throws Mm
0: -hmm.
1: in that last minute where he makes those, that could have been a different game. Uh, I just, that game was just insane man. they're just going back and forth three after three. You couldn't ask for a better game, man. And, the Kansas Villanova game, Kansas jumped all over Villanova at the beginning. They were actually up around 19, and Villanova ended up cutting it to about six. But Kansas hit some big shots in that second half, and they prevailed. It was tough to see Villanova get put out. You know, they had some seniors that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It got emotional and everything, but that's part of the tournament, and I'm looking forward to this game tonight, man. I, I'm curious how Baycott is feeling mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that ankle sprain, you know, you have that adrenaline when you're in the moment, but if he's getting treatment, I'm, getting, I'm, I'm assuming he's getting 24-hour treatment on the ankle, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we'll see how he moves tonight because McCormick's going to be a tough matchup for him if he if he's not right on the ankle. So it should, it should be a great game tonight. I'm looking forward to it, and we'll see what happens.
0: And now on to the NBA, Danny, where, man, let me just say, this is the last week in the regular season. And, man, the Eastern Conference is just so off the chain right now. <laughs> <laughs> but let me just first say this. What a game last week between the Milwaukee Bucks and Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. I, th- I want to say that the Milwaukee Bucks had a great week because early in the week they went ahead and faced the Philadelphia 76ers with Giannis uh, going ahead and blocking the last second shot there by Embiid. Mm-hmm. They initially called it the goaltending, but after review it was a clean block uh, and where it gives the Milwaukee Bucks the victory. And then on Thursday in the final OT game, overtime game, against the Brooklyn Nets, man, what a game. And I have to say this, man. Giannis just balled out of control, man. Giannis had 44 points, 14 rebounds, and six assists. And he was going for it, man. He wanted to prove and elevate his game to match with KD. And now, over the past five games, the Bucks have won. They have beaten the Brooklyn Nets, so they're not scared to face against, go up against the uh, Brooklyn Nets. And after those two big games, unfortunately, the Mm -hmm. Milwaukee Bucks lost. (laughs) They had a game right after that Brooklyn Nets game. They had a back to back. Yeah, uh, and Milton and and Drew and. Giannis did not play that game and they got annihilated.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then he lost this uh, sun, past Sunday uh, to the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, and so those are two games, uh, two game losing streak. But nonetheless, man, the week last week was something amazing to watch Giannis and a team and they're really getting playoff ready. You could tell just even some of the matchups that I can I tell coach Bud was really kind of coaching and having that playoff mindset in yep. uh, Dahl. Uh, uh, but I will say, I wonder what this game would have been like if Ben Simmons was playing because Brooklyn doesn't play like the greatest defense. No. And Mm-mm. if they're looking to go far in the playoffs, Brooklyn is going to, have to play a lot better defense than what they're playing now. And I'll say this too. Drew was on Kyrie the last bit in that fourth quarter and you didn't hear nothing from Kyrie. So this is a preview of coming attractions. I believe as it stands right now, Brooklyn is in the 10th spot. Mm -hmm. So they are in the play on play in tournament automatically. Milwaukee is in the third spot. And I'm just wondering if (laughs) the bucks were just, positioning themselves in the seating yep. to avoid that first round against Brooklyn Nets. But you know what, Danny? I don't think so. I don't think so because the Bucks have proven that they could beat Brooklyn Nets. And they're not scared of them. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of other teams are scared of them, but I think Milwaukee isn't the, two, the last two games that Milwaukee has played again, that first game off of back-to-back, and they had to travel back to Milwaukee and play, I think they automatically took, knew that was going to be an L. This, mm-hmm. this is going to go ahead and have our, you know, our bench to do the job, um, give our, you know, starters some rest. And they were going for it against the Dallas Mavericks, but Dallas always gives Milwaukee Bucks trouble. Whether it's in Dallas or Milwaukee, it doesn't matter. Is this one of those teams historically that we've always had trouble with. So Milwaukee is, is ready for both. And what say you Danny?
1: Yeah. That, yeah. Those are some epic games. Again, last week with Milwaukee and Philly where Milwaukee was controlling that game. Philly came back. Philly took the lead and Milwaukee came storming back and took that game right at the end. And then Giannis hit that big three to take that game against Brooklyn to overtime where they were, Brooklyn was a KD shot away again from taking the game. So he did get a good look at the end. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things where I'm curious what they do with Ben Simmons from a Brooklyn standpoint because he's an extra body, but I don't know what kind of shape he's in. Mm -mm. And if that's Mm -mm. gonna throw throw them off, or if you'll help. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious how they play this. It sounds like Ben Simmons will not participate in a play-in tournament based on reports today. So he would – they're targeting him for the first round, assuming they make it. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's no guarantee yet that they're Ain't even no in because they're sitting in the 10th spot. So they have to – went out to get in. But I, I think they'll take care of business there. So but since –
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. So, so since they're in a the 10 spot, they're, they're in the play, just say they're they're obviously in the play-in tournament, mm-hmm. which means that the best that they can possibly do is really just be the number eight seed. Exactly. So as it stands right now in the first round, it'll be Miami against Brooklyn.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Assuming they make it.
0: Assuming they make it so as it stands right now, this at the seventh seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they're going to be locked in at the seventh seed. It's going to be the Cleveland Cavaliers yep. against the Atlanta Hawks, because the Hawks are at the eighth seed. Um, they're one and a half games behind Cleveland, one game ahead of both Charlotte and Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So all of those can, you know, those teams can kind of toggle back and forth. Yep. Uh, with regards to the seating. But let's just say, as it stands right now, Cleveland against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And yeah, keep in mind, Cleveland has two of her players. Yep. Jared Allen, especially. Cleveland against Atlanta, Danny, who who you got in that one?
1: I'm going at man, the way Atlanta's playing now, I'm going to There, <laughs> Trey Young's starting to, starting to get hot. He's starting to look like he did in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. And they're starting to get on a roll. They've been struggling. They were struggling for a lot of the season, but now they're starting to play. And the way Cleveland is kind of limping into the playoffs, mm-hmm. I think Atlanta has the momentum to beat Cleveland so in a one-game with, series.
0: So with that, then that puts that would put Atlanta in the number seven slot slot. Yep. And then Cleveland would have to play the winner of the nine and ten game, which mm-hmm. You'll be between Charlotte as it stands right now, Charlotte Hornets and Brooklyn Nets. Whew, whew. <laughs> that's good. That's gonna be a tough game, man. Now, neither team plays, you know, a whole lot of defense, but yep. hmm.
1: And Gordon Hayward just returned for Charlotte.
0: Man, this is <laughs> and it's one game. Mm-hmm. Who, who you got in that one, man?
1: I'm gonna say Brooklyn. And the only see the only reason I'm saying is because of KD. Man, listen, they play in Charlotte too. They were playing in Charlotte. I know. That, <laughs> I know. I'm, the only reason I'm saying Brooklyn is because of KD alone. I think KD would will them to a victory against Charlotte. Man, um, but that, that's not an easy game.
0: That game gonna be, man. And keep in mind, man, this is just a one game, yes. playoff. So if somebody gets hurt. Man, a couple missed
1: shots here and there, a couple missed free throws. These games can
0: have anything can happen exactly. We just saw KD go for a double nickel mm-hmm. against Atlanta Hawks and lost. I'm just intrigued by this. And initially, when I saw that, I was like, Well, was Kyrie playing? Yeah, Kyrie is playing, he took a whole hell of a lot of shots, mm-hmm. uh, and everything. So, this to me screams the lack of involvement for the rest from the rest of the team. So if KD goes off for another double nickel man, I don't see you know them going far.
1: They need like a Bruce Brown, like he yeah. the performance he had against Milwaukee, where he had about twenty, some rebounds, Claxton chipped mm-hmm. in. They need that in order to advance against Charlotte for sure. And anywhere in the playoffs. If they don't have that, KD will wear down.
0: Mm-hmm. But either either way you look at it, the best that the Brooklyn Nets can do is become the eighth seed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that Miami Heat-Brooklyn series, that's going to be a great series, man.
1: But they got to get there because they, they all gotta have to get go there. through two-
0: They got a long way to get there too. Yep. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, man, this is going to be an interesting one for sure. I can't wait for this playing tournament.
0: Now to the Western Conference in particular, your your late show man. <laughs> Listen, Danny. As it stands right now, the late show is um, the number eleven seed. Man, they're on the outside looking in. Two games back of the San Antonio Spurs, three games back in back of the uh, New Orleans Pelicans to even make it into the playing tournament. Uh, I'm just going to say this, Danny. The uh, Los Angeles Lakers' season is over with. They're not gonna make, they're gonna make up these two games, man. No, the, the way their schedule looks and the fact mm-hmm. that LeBron was like, mm, "No, nah, I ain't gonna play." Um, he's still dealing with the uh, ankle injury and everything. I'm just one to say, I think it's a wrap for your season. Yep. And I think the players want it to be a wrap for the season. I think they can't wait to get away from each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> quite honestly. Uh, Because looking at their schedule, man, oh, man, at Phoenix on Tuesday, at Golden State <laughs> <laughs> on Thursday, against Oklahoma City in LA, mm-hmm. and then at Denver, who just beat them mm-hmm. yesterday. And Denver probably was, you know, they still got something to play for in terms of seating. So. Yes. All these games are going to be interesting. And I think Phoenix would want to send a message to them as well. So these games, I tell you, Danny, at most I see maybe a one one victory. Maybe against Oklahoma City. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Because I think after Phoenix and Golden State, they may be they may consider it to be let's just shut this down.
1: Yep. I agree with that.
0: So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, just the the promise, the expectations that the Los Angeles Lakers had beginning of the season when they signed, uh, Westbrook and everything. Man, I didn't think it was a good fit to begin with. As soon as they got
1: Westbrook, I told you that, Jason. I told you at the beginning of the season. As soon as I saw that come through, I'm like, "What are they doing?"
0: Man, what are they doing? I I, I was like, "Man, Westbrook can't shoot." Yep. They have no shooting. They would have been better off getting a Buddy Heal. Heard today, even from Magic Johnson, that they had DeRozan all lined up. So, could you imagine DeRozan and Buddy Heal? And my understanding from what Magic was saying is we, we they would have kept uh, Caruso yep. and uh, a couple other players. Kuzma. So, from a Kuzma, uh, I mean, they would have defensive presence, some young, some young blood.
1: And a lot of shooting, man. It was, it was a disaster from the jump. And like I said, Westbrook is not a fit for theirs with LeBron. He Westbrook's ball dominant, LeBron's ball dominant. Westbrook gives them no outside shooting. They need to spread the floor, mm-hmm. to open it up for LeBron and AD. He is not that player. And when they made that move, it had me scratching my head. And then they brought in all the other veterans. So it's like, all right, you're getting older. You already don't play defense. So I thought, okay, you brought Dwight Howard back. All right, he can protect the rim. But it just, Mm -hmm. it was just a mess. And I'm curious whose hands were all over this. I have a funny feeling. I'm not going to allege anything on this podcast, but. We we all know who, who was who's pulling some strings here to get these dudes in here and it just fell apart. So they have an interesting offseason ahead of them. They don't have many picks from a draft perspective. So they're gonna have to build it through the free agency market again. And how are they gonna do this? LeBron will be a year older, AD will be a year older. Who are they keeping around? But yeah, they lost their defensive presence, man. They lost KCP. Caruso, dudes that could play the at least perimeter defense. That was and, it, yeah. And yeah, man, that that Buddy Heel piece. That's who they needed. That's what
0: they needed. That's what they needed, man. And now, Danny, on the Formula One, and where on Sunday, March twenty seventh, uh, Formula One racing happened in Saudi Arabia. And man, let me just say, Danny, I watched this and. Sir Lewis Hamilton actually started in the, uh, I want to say the 14th or 15th pole position. Yeah, uh, And so it was interesting because I, I was like, man, he's so far back, but at the same token, I want to see how he performs under some form of adversity. Mm-hmm. And man, let me just say, he got up as far as number four, no, either four or five. And mm-hmm. He didn't. He didn't pit. He you know kept it going for a significant period of time. He wanted to pit, but there was you know obviously the caution uh, tire or the uh wreck t- uh caution uh car um that was out, and so uh he didn't pit for a, a little bit of time. And when he pit it, he went back down to like number eleven. He ended up uh, at least scoring um, because he was in a tenth position, so he scored a point uh max for stopping actually ended up winning uh, mm-hmm. the race here uh getting 25 points um so for red bull and then also uh ferrari mm-hmm. uh ended up in number two and number three as well so uh interesting race uh it was good to see sir lewis hamilton at least fight in, in all uh but man let me just tell you danny i'm getting really really interested with these formula one racing <laughs> It's, it's really intriguing. And again, it's not super long. Now this particular race, uh, was only 50 laps. Yep. Uh, and, and so we're only looking at what about an hour and 45 minutes or so, Mm uh, continuous action, uh, and everything. So I'm kind of into this formula one formula one. You have a new fan, uh, you have new fans, and you know, uh the Backports Talk Podcast would love to learn more about Formula One. Uh, don't know if you have any academies or anything of that sort, but hey, be interested in knowing a little bit more about Formula One um and and being coming ambassadors of your uh sport as appropriate. Uh but then he, to our earlier point, man, where's the US in this man? Yep. Yeah. I mean,
1: Ford, um, GM. <laughs> and there may be some stuff behind the scenes now that's starting to pick, get some traction. Yeah. I'm assuming some people are working on getting involved from a stateside perspective to get this yeah. moving because it's starting to, like I said, some of the betting sites, you know, there's always betting, but now like the DraftKings, the FanDuel, they're starting to put contests out there. Uh, So it's starting to get some visibility. And I think the Sir Lewis Hamilton uh, controversy last year may have sparked that mm-hmm. interest. Mm-hmm.
0: The next race is on Sunday, April 10th. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says at 1 a.m. Oh, Lord. <laughs> on ESPN, but it's going to be in Australia. Yep. Whew, that's going to hurt, man. I might actually try to stay up and watch that one man i might try to stay up and watch that one so sir lewis hamilton let's get in pole position the right way and man let's try to go for this victory from stay up man Mm -hmm. uh uh, but now we have an interesting trading card scenario
1: danny who we got so jason our trading card scenario tonight is Lamelo balls 2020 panini prism rookie card for anthony edwards 2020 Panini Prism rookie card. A couple quick bios. Lamelo Ball was the third overall pick by the Charlotte Hornets in 2020. Uh he came out, he did not go to college. So he was playing in the overseas and in some circuits. And then he was a he's a one-time All-Star, rookie of the year, all rookie team. Currently averages 18, two po- 18.2 points, six boards, and seven assists. Anthony Edwards was the number one overall pick out of Georgia by the Minnesota Timberwolves. He made the all-rookie team. He's currently averaging 20.1 points, four rebounds, and three assists. So, Jason, who do you want in your portfolio?
0: Danny, this was a difficult one, for real. Um, As I looked at LaMelo and all the hype uh, and everything, uh, obviously Lonzo, you got drafted by the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a huge height um, and I think LaMelo is actually better than Lonzo. Quite honestly, I was torn with this because in looking at LaMelo, LaMelo, he kind of reminds me just a little bit of Michael Carter Williams. He's tall at six, seven.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, he has handles and he can score. And he can pass the ball, man. He's averaging 37, 38% from the three-point line. Mm -hmm. So this was a tough one, man, because I thought about Anthony Edwards and how dominant he is. And uh, I thought about the Minnesota Timberwolves as a team. And I think with them going to the playoffs and them being dangerous, I'm thinking that. The team can elevate Anthony Edwards a little bit more to make his card a little bit more valuable because he has that playoff experience and mm-hmm. potential of you know moving on to the next round. This I was really torn with this one, man. I've been going back and forth on this. Thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backporchtalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backportstalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us and remember that there's enough hate in the world, so go ahead and spread a little love.